Hi everybody, just a quick disclaimer for this episode. So, as some of you guys know, Amber and I record all of our episodes in our apartment as best we can with what we got. This kind of makes soundproofing a bit tough without, you know, renovating things. And since we're renting, that's not really a thing. It also just so happens that in the middle of this episode... They decided to start really doing some construction outside, downstairs, you know, lower part of our building. So, I've done as much as I can to edit it out, but just a quick disclaimer, about halfway to the two-thirds point, there's some kind of annoying background noise. Don't let it turn you off of this episode. It's great. It wraps up our evil dead marathon and we still hope you guys really enjoy it and thank you so much for listening as always and sticking with us especially when we got to deal with stuff like this anyway on with the show hi everybody and welcome to so what happens next i as always am one of your hosts thomas i'm amber and this week we are rounding off our evil dead marathon with 1992's army of darkness actually a little bit sad yeah yeah me too. I, I mean I, i'm excited to finally watch this i mean it's been a bit coming but it's like well again as, as i've said in the last two i've seen this movie once but i remember nothing from it yeah uh we both agreed it kind of fits our you know qualifications for a movie that we haven't seen since i can't really remember yeah next to anything about it um but just anytime you finish a trilogy I know, or just finish a series. I mean, it's like when you finish a show on Netflix and you're just like, fuck, what do I do now? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've seen that. (laughs) Yeah, it's just so, you know, well, it is what it is, I guess. But some corrections and some uh, extra, extra stuff and tidbits from the last episode. So I was actually wrong when I said that Dino De Laurentiis didn't produce that movie his production company actually did okay so i guess stephen king won won the producer for flash (laughs) gordon over and got him to produce evil dead 2 Mm -hmm. um we also forgot to let you guys know the budget so amber what do you think the budget for evil dead 2 was way more than 300k yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you're right it's almost 10 times more okay Three million six hundred thousand dollars. Okay, is the estimated wow. budget. You want to guess how much it made? Mm, five million. Pretty pretty much, it made about almost six million dollars. Okay. Um, it made it made a good bit of money when it was done. Its opening yeah. weekend had about eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Which I mean, I don't know what in the nineteen eighties like was good or bad in like an opening yeah. weekend. I mean, <laughs> But it, it, it eventually made that money back. Yeah. So I, I think it, it's definitely a success. Yeah. Which leads us into our movie for today. Army mm-hmm. of Darkness came out in 1992. Is also, thank God, another like 80 minute movie. And it rounds off the Evil Dead trilogy. So Amber, based on the ones we've seen, I mean, Evil Dead 2 kind of gives you a good idea of where this is going to be set. So straight up, obviously, we're sort of set in this like medieval time. But aside from that, what else is happening? What are we doing in this movie? Well, we last left off at Ash going through the portal. Yep. And landing in a uh, different timeline, I guess you could say, because it looks like the medieval age, but you've got these like demons flying through. So obviously not... Yeah, accurate. I mean, but. they said there were <laughs> demons and stuff back then. You never know. That's true. There could have been demons back then. Well, I think it's maybe taking some liberties, but anyway, continue. Yeah. But anyways, he lands in this mysterious place and he's hailed as like this hero um, for the people or for this kingdom. Mm -hmm. 
And I think just that's basically where it's going to start. Just from yeah. what we've seen with like Evil Dead 2. Um, I think it's just going to start the same way in Army of Darkness. And, you know, he's going to meet obviously the king of the land and whoever the queen is. Um, I definitely think like, I feel like Ash, like, unfortunately does not have a good track record with women. Like okay. he seems to form this relationship with them. And then once he does, it's like, bam, like kill them. Yeah. yeah, they're dead. <laughs> so I feel like they're there's like a dead, if you female counterpart in this, but unfortunately she'll probably like die at the end or something. But I definitely think they're going to have more um, background information on like their perspective of like what is going on versus like what we got from the archaeologist. Right. And so they're going to be like, oh, this has been happening for like thousands of years or some shit and some wizard maybe like discovered Mm -hmm. like how to open the portal. And this is why all of the demons are kind of like terrorizing like the villagers and the kingdom. Um, And so they're basically like you fix this. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. I think we're I think I totally agree with you on the like let's flesh out this kind of lore situation yeah. they have created for themselves with this book. I mean, the cold open of Evil Dead Two is just this we're talking about the Necronomicon and yeah. it's just like okay, this but is But maybe we'll important. get like a background information on like the creation. Well, of I, the that's book what I was gonna say. I think your wizard guy is gonna be the character since we're going back in time. I think it's the character who wrote the Necronomicon in the first place. Yeah. And I think like we're gonna have to deal. I think that this, at the very least, this movie is gonna end with like this wizard man finish drawing the picture that we see yeah. in his creepy, scary book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, like I've said a couple times now, like I've, I saw this movie once a long time ago. All I can remember is what we're sort of handed in evil dead too, is he goes back in time and he has to fight off these guys. Aside from that, I don't remember a thing about this movie. Uh, I, I remember the army of darkness. I think it's going to be a situation where he's like, yo, I'm from the future. This shit's going to get real if you don't stop it. And no one's going to believe him, but half the people will. I think given this movie, it's camp, it's setting, we're totally getting a princess character. I think you're absolutely right. I think she's going to be the one to like help him, you know, there's, he's going to be in prison or something and they're going to get him out and she's going to be the one to do it, who believes him. And he's, I think his whole goal is figure out a way to go back to the future. Yeah. And I mean, maybe finding this wizard or even the book there might also be a good wizard and a bad wizard. That's true. Like, you know, maybe the bad wizard wrote the Necronomicon. Maybe there's like a Book of the Amun Ra, Book yeah. of the Dead situation here. There's a good book that can send him home. Yeah. Um, But I think we're definitely going to get a lot of kooky, like, I got a gun and a chainsaw and a car, and I'm <laughs> in like, you know, medieval times yeah. right now. Like, I, I can wow you all with this. Yeah. And I definitely think it's going to come into play. I think we're definitely going to get more. I'm really hoping we're going to get more bad guys. I mean, the one thing I remember is like the army of darkness. So I can almost hundred percent say we will probably get a ton of like monsters running around in this one, which I'm kind of stoked for. Which I'm sure it's going to be like a final showdown. You know, you have the knights on one side, the monsters on the other. They kind of go straight at it. I'm thinking kind of like in Willow when the, bad army not at the end but when the bad army attacks uh tear asriel yeah and like the mo- and like the monster gets created mm-hmm. and, and everything's going to shit but everybody's fighting i think it's that but more monsters less knights okay and i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a showdown in the castle yeah. for sure i mean they keep putting that big giant castle center frame and everything it, it, it's it's got to take place there yeah so if you give us just a, about two minutes We're going to watch this trailer real quick, and we'll give you our final thoughts. Well, then. (laughs) That maybe said a little bit more than I thought it would. Yeah. Which, you know, I think is an interesting thing. We've been talking about it occasionally on this show. Is like, I feel like as we do movies, the older the movie, the less revealing the trailer. Like, Mm -hmm. Citizen Kane, arguably being the oldest movie we've done on this show so far, is like... I'm just not going to tell you anything about this movie. And he straight up like says it. Yeah. And then in this one, we're approaching the nineties and they're kind of like, here's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
I kind of right now, I kind of like sitting in the 80s. I like the 80s trailers. It's just enough. I don't know what's happening, but yeah. enough to make me go, I'm curious. Though I, I got to love it. This movie is showing me exactly what I wanted in the second one. Yeah. Times two. And it's great because the whole, the whole like, this is my boomstick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, that's good. Yeah. I like this. Um, It looks goofy, but it also looks like a, like a f- perhaps fun fantasy movie. Yeah. Which is sort of a direction I didn't, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think it would go that way. What are you thinking? Uh, Yeah. Like I got Monty Python feels from it, especially like when in the beginning when they're just like, Oh no, like who's going to save us? Yeah. And all this it's shit. definitely that campy for sure. <laughs> yeah. I like I mean I like it. I, I I noticed something though from fucking Willow though. Looks like we're gonna get some munchkin brownie characters oh, again. And I'm yeah. just like, man, who are these characters for? Yeah. They better be fucking but funny. I did in notice this one. a wizard in I there. Did. Do you know who that wizard is? No. He is Mr. Pitt. From Seinfeld. So I don't know if you watch Seinfeld, but when, uh, it's one of my favorite shows, (laughs) like when I was in high school and stuff. And one of the time, there's one arc of the season where Elaine is just sort of like an assistant to this absurdly rich guy. And that absurdly rich guy is in this movie, he's the wizard. And in Jurassic Park 2, he actually plays a butler for John Hammond. But I always, every time I recognize him, I'm like, it's Mr. Pitt. (laughs) Um... And just, you know, funny antics that happen with him in the show. But anyway, so he looks like he plays the the, the wizard and looks like Ash is the cause of the army of darkness. Yeah, according to because the trailer. he tries to recite Yeah, he tries to say, Klaatu, Parada, Nick, and like fucks it up. And then all of a sudden... Yeah, after saying, I got it, which is yeah. a total Ash thing. Yeah, it's a total, I got oh, a total it. Ash. Yeah, 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 I understand, yeah. No, it's it's... It's looking like it's going to maybe be the funnest of these movies. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure if it's going to be my favorite or if it's going to be the best. But yeah, because I, it doesn't look as scary or gory at all. No, it looks like it's because definitely got, campier. It doesn't look as violent or as scary, like you said. Yeah. In the gore sense. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it might be the most, in a weird way, it looks like it might be the most fun of these movies. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't think there's ever like a movie franchise I could think of where like one movie was not as good, but it was more fun to watch. I can't think of off the top of my head, but like this looks like I'm out of that situation. I think I'm still going to like two, but I'm still sticking to what I said last week. I think it's going to be a two, three, one situation. Yeah. That all being said, the back of the DVD cover, you know, description for this movie is a man is accidentally transported to 1300 AD where he must battle an army of the dead and retrieve the Necronomicon so he can return home. Fair enough. Yeah, that's Sounds exactly like what we saw. Sort of saw yeah. Was just a little bit in between. I was just sort of surprised that he causes the evil. I kind of yeah, thought he was going to come in, in the middle. Oh, for sure. Know, he kind of caused the evil in the first one, too. Exactly. I was I was kind of expecting it to be like a he comes in in the middle of the shit. Yeah, but then how does that explain the darkites just coming out of nowhere? Maybe it's like a I don't know. Maybe it's sort of like you know they're just there. Yeah, and it's like an issue, but it's or not maybe a huge it's thing. like the witch turning people into that or something. Well, I think it's the witch is just part the, of the princess, right? Huh? Is the witch not just the princess? It might be, or yeah. whoever Sheila is. I thought is. those were two different people. I, they might be. I don't know. That was yeah. some, I thought they were the same person, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe she's just out in the woods doing shit, or maybe the book accelerates it. I don't know. Is the book, is the Necronomicon in this movie the same, temporally the same book as the second movie, or is this the Necronomicon of thirteen hundred AD? Because they were like. In the first movie, they were talking about how it was found, like, from in Sumer and shit. And that's a good, yeah, you know, 2,000 plus years before this. 3,000 years probably plus before this. So it's like, you know, is that book just kind of a relic from then that these people found in the Crusades or some shit? I don't know. I don't even know if this movie is going to go that in depth with the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but looking at it, they might, because this looks like where they're going to answer all the lore questions. And it's probably because they can't. So, all that being said, it's going to be a few seconds for you, and it's going to be, thank God, another almost exactly 80 minutes for us, which is the 
perfect amount to digest these movies as we go and watch Army of Darkness. super happy with what we just watched like yeah. <laughs> i don't know if there's a better trilogy out there as far as like do i like it or not goes what did you think amber yeah i thought the same too especially with trilogies like recently i just saw on reddit like somebody going through all of the trilogies like you know the matrix or um right some other type of movie, but they're all like the when the third movie hits, it's like so bad. I know. Yeah, like Spider Man three. Perfect tanks. example. And it's like <laughs> it's funny. It's great because like it's another Sam Raimi movie. It's funny that you bring that up. So yeah. But it is. You're right. Like the third in a lot of trilogies is. I mean, like look at the new Star Wars trilogies. Like yeah, last know, one tanked. Oof, it was yeah, just a mess. And the, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, like, you're right, there's a lot, or there's always at least, like, one, like, I think, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, the second one's probably the weakest one, but Mm -hmm. I feel like in most trilogies, there's always a really weak link somewhere in that chain. Yeah. And these movies, I don't feel like there was... Yeah, obviously, like, they're, like, for me, at least, like, the first one and the second one were definitely up there, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that the third one was bad. Like right. if anything, they were all pretty much equal or very close to it. Yeah, no, I agree. This one was really like, I mean, it was funny and it was fun, mm-hmm. but and it, but it was just different enough to be like, this is its own like level of yeah, movie. which is it's why not, it's like Army yeah. of Darkness versus like right. oh, Evil Dead One and Two, right. And that was cool. Like, I I don't know. This was just neat. So I guess like we can jump into kind of what happens in this movie. So spoiler alert for Army of Darkness, if you haven't caught on to that already. But uh, yeah, we open up. uh, We left Ash, like we said, in the end of Evil Dead 2. He kind of gets transported to the past. Uh, This movie like opens up on like a chain gang in the past when Ash shows up. And then I think it jumps to like... We're talking about Ash's job. We re-explain the last two movies, kind of like we did in the second one, where yeah. it explains like the Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. And then these knights in like medieval times come and arrest Ash for falling out of the sky after he kills the. And I want to correct this. We keep calling them Darkites. It's actually Deadites. So yeah. we were totally wrong on that until I did a bit of reading <laughs> while we were watching the movie and listening to what they're actually saying. But he, uh, so he kills one of the Deadites and like they whatever. Uh, arrest him for it because they think he's part of like the enemy night brigade or yeah even though they clearly just saw him like shoot a a bunch of deadites yeah (laughs) he has a gun too it's really weird and it's funny because like they really dial it to 11 like it's clear that these prisoners going into this castle is the most entertainment these people have seen probably in their lives because these people are beating the shit out of ash and the other like three the prisoners. winning or sorry the losing team yeah right. and it's kind of like if <laughs> from you, the if other a team, kingdom yeah it's like if a team lost a football game and everybody in the in the home team town got to beat the shit out of yeah, the people with that rocks lost. In. Yeah. <laughs> um and i mean this is where like the one-liners really start up and i made i made a point to take write down my favorite ones this time so the first one that comes up is he turns around i guess the the other leader guy is uh in the line with him, they're going to kill him. And he turns around and he's just like, he's like, I'm their leader or something. And he goes, you're leading two things, bud, Jack and shit. And Jack just left town. And I'm like, damn, this is <laughs> like, we're, okay. we're starting off with some fun. And you get this weird, like Sarlacc pit thing. Cause they have that pit in the middle. It's yeah. kind of like that thing out of star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's all spiky, but it's actually just a hole. Yeah, I was expecting like a vagina looking thing, like <laughs> or butthole like, yeah, looking like a nasty thing, butthole like, in the yeah. sand. Like it was really it ended up just being a hole that they like dug and at the bottom I'm like, Oh man, there's gonna be like a monster. Yeah, and, and it was just like a dead eye lady. Yeah. 
who lives in the water. I don't yep. know. It was weird. And they fight and you get like that epic fucking, I what you know, this movie, I don't think ends up being as gory. Kind of like we said at the top of but the I show. But I did like the amount of blood that came mm-hmm. out. Like with when the he, first night yeah. uh, going in and it just like splashes. I straight up wrote down <laughs> blood fountain. Like it, it just rockets out yeah. of a hole. And that's where I thought, like, Oh, there's a monster. And then instead it's just like this angry witch lady, creepy thing. Yeah. Uh, but he chainsaws her in half or whatever, and it is epic as fuck. Like, we're going for it. But then there's more monsters in there. I don't know. Like, he fights a couple things, and yeah. then he gets out, because they do that classic trash compactor thing where yeah. the walls are closing in. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of ape in Star Wars a lot in this scene, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. You got your Sarlacc, you got your, <laughs> like, trash compactor. But yeah, and he does another great line, is he's like, your shoelace is untied, to like, the head good the head of the winning team and he actually like in full armor looks down and I'm like what the fuck and he like punches him out yeah should do you even know what shoelaces are right at that like point? you're wearing like boots you <laughs> yeah, just put them on metal boots. <laughs> but i love it because this is this is like one of my top favorite lines in the movie when he's yelling at everybody and he's just going on this tire he's like who wants some and he has a sh- he gets a shotgun back from the guy that was like whipping him or something and he's like this Here's my boomstick. And everyone's like, ah! And then he goes on to explain, like, as if he's selling it at the, the hardware store. Yeah. That he works in in the future. And it's just, it's hilarious. And then, like, they suddenly decide to treat him like royalty because he does have, like, the chainsaw arm. And he looks like, I think, Mr. Pitt, the wizard guy, he figures out, oh, he's from the book. Yeah. He figures out he's the chosen one. So they treat him like royalty. And then you get, like, he fights a witch lady that tries to kill him in the castle or something. And they all decide, okay, well, you're going to, if you go and get the Necronomicon for us, we can send you home. Mm-hmm. And it'll also be the one thing we need to stop all the deadites from attacking our castle or whatever. So I think that answered one of my questions at the beginning was, this is totally like the Necronomicon of the year 1300, not the one from the house mm-hmm. like the book didn't go back it's not the same book he had no it's house. not there's like several different yeah and yeah. yeah we'll get to that but i mean like it's the one like temporally speaking this is the necronomicon from 1300 not the one from 1982 yeah yeah but yeah so he's like all right cool I'll do that and they build him this I love how it's a <laughs> montage and they gloss over it they build him like a fucking robot hand yeah and he uh, this is my favorite line. anytime Anytime Bruce Campbell can say groovy on screen, I'm all in for it. Like <laughs> he just puts on it. You could almost again play like the A Team theme song, be like dun 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 dun, dun dun dun, and he puts on the robot hand. He's just like groovy, and then like he starts making out with the girl who slapped him or something. And then yeah, I guess he, he's like, "Give me some sugar, baby," and they go on from there. There's a lot of one-liners guys in this movie, and I wrote almost all of them down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, the, the wizard is like, okay, go do this thing, but make sure you say these words, Klaatu Barada Nikto. And he tries to get him to repeat it. Ash gets pissed. He's like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And he goes, and that leads into, I think one of my least favorite scenes in this whole movie. Yeah. When the little like Ash, the little ashes. ashes. Yeah. Like he gets attacked by a monster and then he has these little ashes that like, Come terrorize out him, him. him. yeah it, it reminded me so hard of the thing i hate it's just like i said at the top of the episode it's like the brownies and willow that's what i was about to say Ugh. it was like the brownies <laughs> except they swear and they're like violent more yeah. violent arguably yeah it's like the brownies and they can ki- they kill you or they're swearing and shit and i mean like that was funner but i also was just like i don't really care um like i don't like this apparently that actually um, and we'll get to it more with the ending when that when we get there. But Universal actually did a few reshoots to this movie. That whole windmill scene is yeah. one of them. Oh. So, like, Universal felt like the movie was maybe a bit too negative, especially at the ending. So they had them change the ending and they had them add this scene. And I think, to me, that's why it feels really out of place. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a long sequence for this. Like, yeah. we're doing a lot of really goofy shit. That, I mean, don't get me wrong, this movie is goofy as hell, but it's not this kind of goofy. It's like a little bit more childlike, kind of like, in, it felt like watching the brownies do shit in Willow, just with swears and a little bit more violence. Um, 
but he like one of them he eats or something ultimately he runs outside and like he undergoes Starts growing yeah he like, undergoes yeah, like mitosis ash, or some yeah. shit and like divides into two <laughs> ashes um there's a good ash and a bad ash and they kind of duke it out and that's where you get another good line where he's like good bad i'm the guy with the gun and like <laughs> cuts his head off and buries him like yep. you're supposed to do with the deadites um then we kind of leave him for a while but you know spoilers he'll come back because we need like a bad guy here uh, and this, Amber, is when we get to the books. So he gets to where the Necronomicon is, but oh my god, there's like three of them. And we're doing this wacky scene where he's like trying each book and he can't quite like, you know, he just kind of goes by trial and error. Like one tries to like eat him, the other yeah. one tries to like suck him in a portal or something. <laughs> he's like, okay, this has got to be the one. And he goes to say the words and he's and like... And he totally forgets. So he's like... totally fucks up. Yeah. You do a better rendition of it though. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like... Klaatu, barata. <laughs> and then nothing happens. And he goes, okay. And he picks up the book and then like stuff starts going to shit. He's like, oh boy. And... Um, when he gets back, they're just like, what did you do? Like... <laughs> yeah, because he's fed up. He's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. And he grabs the book, he goes back. And yeah, and he's like, send me back. And they're like, but you didn't do it right. <laughs> they're like, no. He's like, I got you the book. That was a deal. And they're like, well, the book's useless now because you fucking did the thing you weren't supposed to do. And he's like, well, uh, too damn bad. You brought the army of darkness. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, Ash, you know, is the one who fucks everything up. Um you know, Sheila gives him some shit. I think that's where you get where she's like, all oh, those wonderful things you said to me that night. And he's like, well, that was just pillow talk, baby. That was <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, Ash is an asshole. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, evil Ash returns from the dead, I guess, if he was ever dead to start with. And he starts raising like the skeleton army of darkness, I guess, near where the book is. Uh, they kidnap Sheila and, this scene was really weird because the t- the skeletons are all ranting about white well, and evil dad ash are like ranting about like raping her yeah it was very rapey it was super not rapey. just raping her but like there were other women in that scene too. yeah they're you're right there's a bunch of women in yeah, like, yeah and they're just like raiding like pillaging like, like all these places yeah. for women but i'm like but look skeletons. at you you're a skeleton you have no like was this and this is the problem <laughs> is they like never ever use like a bone joke i mean first off it's a little awkward because they're talking about rape and stuff so like that right there but like if you're gonna be doing the skeletons talking about having sex and you're not gonna be like oh man this bone's gonna get hard or some some stupid (laughs) cringeworthy joke like that why are you even wasting our time yeah come on but um you know, Ash decides to change his mind and he, he gets, he rallies everybody together and everyone's like, we're not going to have enough men. And he's like, we'll go get that other guy. Cause he, uh, that's right. In the beginning, the losing team's leader, after he gives his boomstick speech, he l- makes them let him go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. Um, Sheila gets turned into an evil monster lady. Uh, we got a montage of them getting, Oh, they take the, uh, the Delta and they're like soup it up with, guns and make it steam powered and stuff so his car can work again and it's they do like funny shit because like they open the trunk and to explain how these people are able to work on the machinery of the future there's like <laughs> an intro to chemistry book in the trunk oh, and yeah. he's like it's kind of focuses on that it's like he's gonna give them this book and they will understand yeah, which chemistry. i was like that is so dangerous just to give that to the wizard exactly like. <laughs> and i mean and so it was funny though because it's just like yeah it's like what is this and they're you know they make the car work again and they use it to fight the the in, they're getting ready to fight the incoming army of the dead and you get some really cool shit because like this, you have like a really neat score that kind of carries the, this sequence. Like the music is really carrying the sequence. Um, there's a lot of practical effects in this movie. Like I thought we were going to be leaning. I mean, I guess not to say that like claymation stuff isn't practical in the same sense of like, you know, masks and stuff. It is like a physical thing you're filming. Yeah. But like in this, we're doing a lot, like especially with the skeletons. I was kind of thinking all the skeletons are going to be like claymation or something. But in reality, a lot of them were just like people I can only imagine like with skeletons on sticks that were like crouched below the camera <laughs> and they're just like walking around shaking them and like moving them like Muppets or something. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is it's goofy, but it's well done enough to where I'm like, I appreciate the effort. Like, it's not just like we rolled a skeleton to stand there and statically not move its mouth, but say things. Mm hmm. 
But yeah, so we're doing a lot of that kind of stuff. It reminded me of Spider-Man. Like, it reminded me of the later Spider-Man movie. Or not the later ones, but like the Rami ones, the first ones. Yeah. Because they do do a lot of like weird... I remember when we rewatched those a while back, like, they do a lot of those funky kind of practical effects. Like, more practical effects than you'd expect. Yeah. Like, him climbing on walls and things. Yeah. And I think part of that's compared to, like, the new movies where it's, like, almost, like, Spider-Man is CGI probably 90% of the time. So, it's, like, you're not really seeing anyone do anything. Yeah. Or it's, like, mo-capped on a green screen, so you're just kind of moving. And And I remember, like, when it was on FX, they would show, like, how they did those special effects. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it would be, like, oh, here's the wall. We built it on the ground, and he just, like, is crawling on the ground. Yeah. But it looks... Or, like, breaking through, basically, plaster or something, Mm -hmm. so... Those were definitely cool to see, but oh, nowadays really cool. you don't really get that. No, you don't. I mean, it's because CD's just so easy to do now. But yeah, there's a great fight. Um, the supercar comes in and it's kicking everyone's ass. It's throwing bombs. I think they build <laughs> like they build grenades or something. Yeah, they do. Yeah, like, and they're like the hucking them book. on trebuchets <laughs> and shit. And it's like they're really like. Uh, uh, Ash and Ash and the good guys are like really fucking up this army pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of amazing that this fight goes on for as long as it does, given what they have. But, yeah, yeah, they're fighting. Um, I love the dynamic between the good and evil Ashes. Like when they ultimately show down, it's pretty great. Like yeah. when they're fighting. Um, I think he gets caught in the corner by uh the woman Sheila, yeah, who's now a witch or something. Mm-hmm. And you get that other line where she's like. You used to find me beautiful once, Ash. And he's just like, baby, or honey, you got real ugly. And just like throws her off the edge yeah. of a rampart or something. And she just tumbles, I guess, to her death or whatever. Um, and there is a classic, like, um, no, she doesn't die. She just, she comes back. She's yeah, like, she's like knocked out yeah, or something. Yeah, she like lands on some hay or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Henry comes to save the day with everybody. And... There's a classic for anybody listening, like that movie, The Incredibles from like the early 2000s that Disney put out with the superheroes. They have a classic scene from that that reminds me of that when he when Syndrome, the bad guy. Yeah. Is like, you caught me monologuing. Like, that's how Ash kills evil Ash, because he's just sitting there like monologuing about how he's going to take over the world or some shit. And then I think he catches him and skewers him and cuts him mm-hmm. up or whatever. Um, but he kills him and then everybody's happy and you get like. Uh, the good te- the formerly winning team and the formerly losing team like hug it out and yeah. everybody's happy and then so this was a cool thing so the ending we saw was ash it kind of fades out ash is back at the de- uh department no at his hardware, hardware store. store yeah, yeah that he's he at works the hardware at store. yeah and he's telling the story to of course Sam Raimi's brother who's in like every single one of these <laughs> Every movie Rami does anyway. And he's in there and he's telling him the story. He's like, and then they wanted to make me king. They wanted me to teach them all the things I know from the future. And he's just looking at him bored like, yeah, okay. And then he says like, did they do, oh, he goes, did you say the words right this time? And he goes, of course I said the words right. He's like, I might not have said every single syllable, but I said it fine. Like, that's how I got back here. And then you get like this final fight thing because he's like talking to some woman and the woman kind of snubs him. Yeah. Lumen's actually Bridget Fonda. Um, but anyway, so he's, he's, he, she's, Bridget Fonda snubs him. And then, uh, he, he's just like standing around like, ah, whatever. And then the evil dead appear again in yeah. the future. And he gets a gun and he fights off. This he's woman. just blowing shit off it's while great. everybody's just like, Oh my God. Like running away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and it's, it's so great. And it's because he said the words wrong and he, he like, the 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 evil deadite woman is like, who are you? <laughs> and he's just like, the name's Ash. Housewares. Boom! Blows her away <laughs> with a shotgun. And that's where he gets like a little alternate thing. He's like, yeah, I could have been king. And it's like he pulls off the vest and he's wearing like a fancy shirt underneath mm-hmm. or whatever. And he like holsters the shotgun and he's talking. And he's like, but you know what, dear? I kind of am the king. And that's where you get the classic line where he looks at... uh. Bridget Fonda, now who's like in his arms, mm-hmm. and he's just like, Hail to the king, baby. And like kisses her, and the movie ends. <laughs> um, however, apparently, that was the 
changed ending. There was a different ending that happened. Mm. So like I said earlier, Universal wanted things changed and because they found that the original ending was too negative. So I guess in order to send him back to the future, they give him a potion and he's supposed to like take six drops of it and then he'll sleep just long enough to get back to the 80s. Okay. In the movie, the original cut of the movie, he takes seven drops on accident, falls asleep too long, and wakes up in like a post-apocalyptic nightmare world. And he's like got a long beard. He's like, no, I slept too long. And the movie ends. And like, that that to me was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Wow. All right, we're doing that. And um, But you could have yeah. had a Mad Max with that. Yeah, I mean if and that's Ash the thing. Versus, if this movie yeah. got like another one and the the Deadites like destroy the future or mm-hmm. something and he has to fight like a samurai jack style, like kill the Deadites in the future and yeah. then go back to the past kind of type thing, that would I would love that <laughs> as a movie. You could call it Ash to the Future. Yep. <laughs> um but yeah, so those and you know, so Universal thought that that ending was too negative, so yeah. they, they filmed the one with Bridget Fonda and everybody to sort of do that, and you know, allegedly Sam Raimi kind of is cool that there are like two versions of an ending, like another reality where Ash does kind of get screwed. Um, I kind of like both endings. Amber, what do you think? Like, like taking into account everything we saw, and then seeing that both endings now, like, what do you think? What would you have rather seen? The one we got or the post? I think the one we got Me too. because then you can, like, you have the TV series then right. to like um build upon that whereas like the other one it's like okay what now like yeah you'll have to do another movie exactly i think definitely since there is clearly a tv series which we are i am now totally going to jump into because this (laughs) i i just couldn't get enough of this but now that there is a tv series in hindsight totally the right move on the ending because that tv series doesn't look like it takes place in the future or anything so it's like there but at the same time, if you were going to make that Ash to the Future movie, I could be on board. <laughs> like, if you were going to make a fourth movie where it was, like, you know, a future fight to get home. Yeah, I, I'd be fine with, with that alternate ending. But I do like the Hail to the... I mean, the Hail to the King thing is such a classic staple. I mean, it's on the poster for this movie, for Christ's sake. Like, I think to, like, take that out of the movie would really just, you know it would kill a lot. I mean, that whole sequence in the end was just great. I think it was really well done. And I think it's also a testament. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I think it's a testament to where like sometimes reshoots aren't a bad thing. Like I, as a viewer enjoyed that first, the, the, the new ending that we saw in, in the hardware store a lot better than the, I slept too long. Oh no. Um, not that that one's bad. It's just, you it know, cuts it really short. It cuts it short, and the end was fun, and it was like another couple one-liners and a cool little funny action sequence. It's done. Don't think the little Ash Brownie sequence needed to happen though. That <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. That one to me was like, are we making this for kids? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> it was a little weird because it felt really kid-like to me, but they still wanted to keep it kind of violent. I don't know. It was it was strange. But overall, Amber, now that we've you know, kind of revisited it in our mind and everything. What did you, what, what are your thoughts on this? And then like, since we're kind of at the end of the movies here, like what, what are your thoughts on this movie? Obviously like what's your rating out of 10? Like we usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, where do you think this falls in the trilogy? You know, is it the best one? Is it the third best one? That kind of thing. So I wish I could remember what I, gave the ratings for for the last two i think they were up there like eight nine right yeah so i checked it you gave the first one i think was like an eight and the we'll double check this but uh the first one i think was like an eight the second one was a nine you gave the second one a nine for sure okay gotcha yeah this one would be like a seven you think this one's a seven yeah okay wow why Compared to the other two, like, why? Because you gave Evil Dead 2. Like, to me, Evil Dead 2 and this have a really similar vibe. This one maybe hams it up a little more. But, okay. like, before we get into my thoughts, like, you know, you gave Evil Dead 2 a 9. So why is this one losing losing a couple points? I think it's here? because it doesn't have that gore to it mm. or that um, scary factor oh, okay. to so, it. 
It's more like fantasy action. Yeah, it's definitely more fantasy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and where in the three do you think? I definitely think two, one, and three. Oh, okay. So this is a two, one, three situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. I would probably honestly give this one a nine. Okay. I, I think I gave I gave people that two if I recall a ten. Mm-hmm. This one definitely is not as good as Evil Dead Two. Yeah, definitely. I like Evil Dead Two. <laughs> Evil Dead Two for all the reasons that you mentioned, it was better than this one. Definitely, like it's it was goofy, it was gory. I don't want to say it was more mature, but as far as like a comedy goes, like it was more. It felt geared more towards an adult audience. Yeah. And this, don't get me wrong, this one wasn't like it was for kids or something, but you can tell that it was dialed down just a bit. I mean, it's still an R-rated movie. Yeah. But some of it is a little dialed down and like, you know, like the the little brownie ash scene. <laughs> I'm like, that... Yeah, like that's yeah, a little kitty. That Well, it also like really stopped the movie dead for a long time yeah. to me. And like it didn't... It didn't contribute enough in what the payoff was. So, like, he fights, like, four or five of these little tiny ashes or something. One of them gets in him. He continue, He drinks some boiling water. And then the evil other ash grows out of him because he, like, consumed the little yeah. ash. And I'm like, I feel like we could have done something else to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least something that didn't take, like, 15, what felt like 15 minutes to do. Like, it yeah. felt like a long scene. And I was kind of like... I, it took me out of it a little bit, to be honest. But, like, the lines in this one, I think, are top. Like, the the one-liners in this movie are the best, I think, out of all of them. Like, yeah. Like, the boomstick, Hail to the King, you know, <laughs> the whole deal. Like, it, it's great. I And that, the general feel, like, I didn't mind the fantasy action-y bit. Like, I feel like doing a third version of what we just saw in Evil Dead 2 would almost be like, eh, this maybe isn't like Yeah, that might more, be too much. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Because Evil Dead 2, and that's where I think, you know, I'll lead into my thing. I think it goes 2, 3, 1. Because okay. the first one and the second, like the second one is almost like a funky reboot sequel of the first one. Mm-hmm. And the first one's a classic. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's good. I think the second one sort of takes it in a direction that I found more enjoyable. So like, I like the second one more than the first one. And I like this one next to the second one. So it defaults the first one to the bottom. For yeah. Me. Um, and this one kind of continued on, but it was different enough to where I didn't feel like I was watching the same thing over again. Cause that's sort of my trouble with like a lot of horror movie sequels is it's sort of like, we're going to do the same thing, but with different people and maybe a different setting or like some random factors different yeah it's like reskinning the first movie half the time right mm-hmm. and this one was like no we're gonna do something different like we're gonna <laughs> just we're gonna have like a plot where he goes to the past and like crazy shit happens like okay that's fine like i'm cool with that you yeah. know it's different enough to where i could still enjoy it but i'm also not feeling so coming out of left field where it doesn't feel like a sequel anymore yeah like it did a good enough job keeping itself sort of in that line uh, do you have any guess what IMDb gave this movie? I feel like they gave it probably like a 72. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're pretty close. It's a seven, 75, okay. 7.5, you know, depending on how you want to do math. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've all been consistently like that anyways. I know. And yeah. I feel like and there's I'm just people just like, out I there. feel like, yeah. Yeah. I don't. It, it <laughs> I know. It's. Me. Because I feel like people... Well, like, it's a horror movie to, or horror comedy movie, I guess. And yeah. usually those aren't rated high anyways. True, but it's also like, I don't know, to me, these are like horror comedy. Like, this is what all horror comedy movies, I yeah. feel like it should aspire to be like. Yeah. And so when it's like, oh, it's a 7.5, it's like, I feel like you're going, I thought this was going to be scary. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like gritty and shit, yeah. but it's not. I mean, like I've said in the past recent episodes, like going through these reviews is really a pain and finding ones that aren't fake are really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, But like... I just feel like there's people out there who maybe wanted this to be a little bit more serious than it was. And I just feel like this is the first, one of the first movies I've seen in a long time where I was able to watch it and go, this movie is giving you everything it thinks it is up front. You know, you don't have to d- dive into it and think deep on it. It's not trying to do that. It doesn't want you to do that. And it's pretty much telling you not to do yeah, that. Yeah, And it's giving you what other horror movies lack. 
So you lack that plot, you lack that connection with the characters, because honestly, they don't live for very long. They live for like a few seconds and then they're gone. And you're like, ah, but like in at least in the first one, we got to know each and every character and like their little quirks and stuff. Like even the ones that did die off, it was kind of like, okay, like we still like we still got that um, plot. Like, whereas every other movie I guess I've seen, it's just kind of like, oh, forget the plot. Like, let's just go with, like, the gore. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, watching um, Friday the 13th. Right. Friday the 13th is a great example of that because I can't even tell you who was in that movie. Right. The new one. (laughs) The new one. That, like, 2009 one. Yeah. No, I agree because I feel like, especially in the early, early, like, the aughts or so to speak, now Mm -hmm. that we're in the 2020s, um, in, like, the the 20 aughts, it was kind of like, Horror movies have become like, we don't really care about who's there. You care about the two usually couple characters who will ultimately survive this. We'll develop them a little bit. Everyone else is just fucking slaughter meat. Like, that's <laughs> it. They're there to die. That's all you care yeah. about. This movie, like, acknowledged that the people, it acknowledged the people that will serve a purpose in the movie and then acknowledged every, and then just did, like, made you understand that everybody else is just background yeah like all the knights and shit we're not like learning about little knights here and there to have like no. a little side thing it's like eh, who cares they're just gonna they're gonna die or they're gonna live you're not really gonna care they're there to flesh out the scene the only people that matter are the wizard ash sheila evil ash i guess the two leader king knight guys because mm-hmm. they kind of you know fulfill a role in the plot and then that's kind of it like yeah. everybody else is just something to die or something to make a joke or yeah. whatever. And that's fine. Like, that's fine for me. Even in the second movie, they do the same. Like you have your two rednecks who are kind of just there to get killed and they don't act like they're going to do anything except upset the plot. Yeah. You have the two archaeologists who are like fulfilling the background of the book. And then yeah. there's Ash, who's the main character who's killing all the deadites. It works. I don't, you know, it's a horror movie. Unless you're doing like a midsummer thing, I don't need to know that much about the people that are going to die. Like, <laughs> you're not trying to get me emotionally. You're just trying to get me to understand why everyone's here and what they're doing. Yeah, it and makes sense nice. at least like in these movies, whereas other movies yeah. it's just like, why? Like, why do you have this person here? Like, right? You know, why <laughs> is this like arguably token something character here to just oh they're dead in the first five minutes? Yeah, like here's our token black person. Like, right. That doesn't really fit in with the group. Right. But like they're there because hooray for, I don't know. It's like that (laughs) like horrible like trope of like, oh, the black guy dies first. It's like, why, why are you doing that? Um, It just seems silly and stupid and just like make your characters do something or just not be there, I guess. I don't know. Um, But yeah, this movie... I liked it a lot. I think it's definitely a two, three, one situation though. Cause this one did go as much as it didn't come too far out of left field. Mm-hmm. It did come a little out of left field for me. Like it was a little different and I liked it, but it was a different kind of movie than the second first two. So, but at the end I think it worked out for me. Do you have any idea what the budget was for this movie? Or you want to take a guess? Uh-huh. So the second one I believe was like $3 million. So maybe they upped it to like 5 million. Okay. It actually had a budget of like 11 million bucks. Oh my yeah, god. This movie okay. had some money behind it. And yeah. I mean, it shows. Yeah. It, it shows the sets. I mean, the set design in this movie is pretty extensive. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that they're probably on a soundstage, but it's a pretty big soundstage. Like, yeah. It's not like in the first two where we're kind of almost always in like a tiny house. This is like, oh shit, we are like. We're outside yeah. <laughs> some of the times and things like that. Uh, this movie made about a little over $4 million its opening weekend. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, it's cumulative amount of money. Grossed about its budget back um, a little more, more than its budget back. But, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, this movie I probably didn't do the best. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're both kind of right in putting it behind two. I think two did better. But, they, you know, they go on to make a... a a TV series about this, geez, what, 20 plus years later? Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just the way that this is and the way this ends, I'm kind of curious, like, how they start up the new 
the series and how they move through like what's going on now. It looks pretty crazy. Are they keeping like is it all CG now? Are they keeping it with special effects? What? I have to admit, I'm also a little curious about the remake they did of Evil Dead. Yeah. In like 2013, I think was when it came out. I I looked. At, I I'll admit, I looked a little bit into it. I don't think it's going to be a, another episode or anything. But I remember looking just to read the reviews, and a lot of people were like, kind of like, it's like a weirdly more serious version mm-hmm. of evil dead but it's not bad like it does it does that really well so i'm kind of curious like might be one on my like watch list to see later because like that's interesting like what does a serious evil dead movie look like you know (laughs) i I feel like that could be like really fucking terrifying if you know it's done properly Mm -hmm. i doubt it was but you know i remember it coming out and i remember it fizzling away pretty quick so you know we'll see so all that being said, Amber, you got any final thoughts on this movie? Any way you want to go? Not that I can think of. I no. think we discussed everything. I know. I feel like we really do- went deep on the plot for this one. I mean, yeah. that, there wasn't a lot that happened, but like stuff did. It was kind of funny. Like, yeah. Things happened. I think that there may be, uh, we'll see how the show goes, but maybe we'll do like our first on-air TV review for Ash vs. Evil Dead. Like I cannot stress enough how much I liked this movie series. So, I mean, if it keeps on into the TV series, you guys might be getting like a quick little mini episode of like a review whenever we're done watching that, whenever we get to it. Um, right now is quarantine time. So, you know, <laughs> there's plenty of time to watch it. <laughs> but Amber, what do we have going on next week? So next week we will be, Watching House, 1977. Yes, the Japanese movie House. We're going back to Japan for the third time now, but unlike Paprika and Ran, this is another horror movie. This might be the last horror movie we do for a minute, guys. I'm getting real hard <laughs> out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's called House or Hausu in Japanese, I guess is what they call it. It's from the 70s. It looks insane. Uh... Our good friend Jose is going to be on the show for the first guest we're going to have in a minute. So it's going to be nice to have three people in the room again. Looking forward to it. This movie looks bonkers just from the pictures I've seen. And I'm, I'm pretty excited for, for us to go ahead and dive into this. So join us next time when we watch House from 1977. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And thanks for listening in on Army of Darkness. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.